Welcome to the Living In Podcast, a show that helps successful real estate teams accelerate their growth and impact. Livian, love how you live in all aspects of life. Are we in a recession? Well, I guess that depends on who you are asking. The data shows the U.S. economy shrank in the second quarter, marking two consecutive quarters of mild decline. Household consumption grew as Americans fend off inflation and record high profits from oil and food companies. The shrinking economy and the rising rates led to Americans investing fewer dollars this year than they did a year ago. However, despite a slowing economy, the labor market remains healthy with jobless claims declining slightly. Due to a surplus of job openings, Americans remain confident in small businesses despite a decline in overall consumer confidence. And in spite of all of these recession fears, those driven and focused real estate professionals are still capitalizing on the abundance of opportunity as this market rebalances. Let's take a look at real estate news. And first, in mortgage headlines, interest rates are making Jim Cramer and that bald version of Britney Spears appear to be sober and stable. After all, it was just seven months ago that purchase rates were at three and a quarter percent. But by July, rates had already raged above 6%, and today, rates are hovering into the fours. While declining rates are a good thing for affordability, it's been a hell of a year for loan officer sobriety. 2022 marks the third most volatile year on record for interest rates. 4% interest rates are the perfect reason to call your database, though. That's a 2% reduction in rates that could save your buyers tens of thousands of dollars on their home purchase. Let me say that again. Now is the ideal time to call your database. A 2% reduction in rates possibly saves your buyers tens of thousands of dollars. It's the ideal time for the focused and driven real estate agent to be in relationship with those that are in their pipeline and in their database. When we take a look at showing traffic, the amount of buyers putting on booties at the front door declined again last week. Year-over-year showing activity is down nearly 20% across the country. Showing time indicates that only three markets are experiencing double-digit showings per listing. This is crucial data for your sellers to know. So let me slow down and explain this like a five-year-old. Unless you live in one of three cities, the home that you just listed for sale, it's likely to have fewer than 10 showings. Yet this is still not a sign of market collapse. This is a sign that home shopping season is coming to an end right as the market rebalances. And so what are those three markets across the country that are seeing double digit showings? Well, Burlington, Vermont is the only metro in the country where showings are up double digits from 2021. Rochester, New York and Cleveland, Ohio each are posting double digit showings per listing, which leaves you thinking the same thing I'm thinking. Who the hell is trying to move to Rochester, New York and Cleveland, Ohio? Those double-digit showings are a stark contrast from Dallas, Texas, who saw the largest year-over-year decline in showings last month. When taking a look at inventory, new listings hitting the market were down 6% from one year ago as fewer sellers opted to list their home this year. In spite of this, active inventory levels continue to grow. Active inventory is now 30% higher than it was at this same time last year. With fewer owners choosing to sell, The improvement in active inventory means fewer on-demand showings for agents and for buyers. 
Today, buyers have significantly more choices than they did a year ago. In spite of this improvement, though, active homes for sale still lags 2019 by 50%. In fact, 40 of the top 50 largest metros have seen a year-over-year decline in demand. Metros that have seen the year-over-year demand decline turn into increased inventory are Austin, Texas, Phoenix, Arizona, and Raleigh, North Carolina. Each of those markets have seen an increase in inventory by more than 100%. Meanwhile, Miami, Virginia Beach, and Chicago have all seen declines in inventory level. Let's take a look at pricing data. The median list price continues to rise, up nearly 16% compared to last year. The asking price for for sale listings has risen by double digits for 32 consecutive weeks when compared year over year. While initial list prices continue to climb, it's likely that pending prices are much lower as price cuts are happening at a rate nearly two times what we saw a year ago. In some markets like Boise, Phoenix, and Austin, more than one out of every two homes listed for sale has already experienced a price reduction. And lastly, let's take a look at a serious disorder plaguing many within the real estate industry. I'm talking about 2008 PTSD. It's time to let it go, Elsa. You're still holding on to fears of 2008, your flip phone, and a Facebook page. It's just not serving you anymore. Because this market is not a credit collapse like what we experienced 15 years ago. This is different. After all, by 2005, we saw signs of cracks in the dam of consumer credit. And within two years, we mixed in a tsunami of job loss and strippers buying real estate that they couldn't afford, and poof, we ended up with this credit collapse the likes of which we hadn't seen in nearly a century. Thankfully, we're not there anymore, no matter how many times Robert Kiyosaki tries to convince you otherwise. You don't have to believe me, though. Let's just take a look at the data. Let's just see why this time is different than 2008. First, let's look at foreclosure and forbearance data. Two years ago, we saw nearly 5 million loans in COVID forbearance. Today, that's fewer than 500,000. And if we could get into your DeLorean and travel back to 2007, we'd see that NAR indicated that for sale inventory was nearly 4 million homes. Today, we are way shy of that at 1.3 million homes for sale. Oh, and yeah, in 2007, until 2022, we've added 15 million additional households in this country. But somehow that whole part about adding 15 million households gets left out of headlines. I guess the pundits forget that people grow up and get married and buy real estate, have sex, make children, and that whole circle of life thing leads to a compounding growth in total households. And sure, economists told you that millennials would never move out of their parents' basement and that millennials wouldn't want to be tied down to a home. But guess what? They were wrong. Again. After all, economists were the same people that told you inflation was transitory. The internet would impact society as much as the fax machine and, oh yeah, that whole Y2K thing. So, why do we do this? Why don't you agree to turn off the clickbait news and the salacious headlines and instead, go focus on building relationships with the people in your database. Because growing a business in a rebalancing market means turning off the TV and actually making friends with real people in real life. Go out this week and deliver a calm and confident message. 
Deliver a message about how mortgage rates fell back into the fours. Make it a point to talk to everyone who closed recently on a home with you and see if now might be the ideal time for them to refinance. You know, as households battle inflation, it sure would be a good time to call someone and offer them an actual reduction in their monthly expenses while everyone else is doing the opposite. As always, control your controllables this week. Be better today than you were yesterday. Be the local economist of choice in your market. Your market varies drastically from what the national market looks like. And so be the local economist of choice for your city. And then remember that the market never determines your success. It only shapes your strategy. 